Okay, listen up. You're now locked into the I Do It For Hip Hop podcast. DJ Bugsy is bringing back the essence of hip hop. Hear the voices from the artists, the DJs, and the movers and shakers that keep the culture alive. Most importantly, they keeping it the hip hop. Hey, DJ Bugsy, you ready? <laughs> and now to our regular scheduled program. What up, what up? It's your boy DJ Bugsley, Door for Hip Hop Podcast, episode 97. It's good to be back on the Miggity 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 Mic. I got my bro Kareem on the visuals, Mr. Tyler Perry himself. When I tell y'all, this boy got more gadgets than a little bit. You know what I'm saying? We about to get this shit rolling. So we got the first guest in the building, my man Randy G, representing NYC. What part of NYC you from, bro? I'm actually from Baltimore. You from Baltimore? Mm-hmm. I just stay in New York right now for like the past four years. So you're originally from the DMV? Yeah. Okay. Well, shout out to the DMV. I love y'all. I love what y'all bring. Shout out to my bro Wallow with the brand new single featuring Chris Brown, Angles, Killing Shit. And I want Wallow to win. A lot of niggas don't. And I said it on my last episode, but I'm going to say it again. So I want to get into how it all started, but I also want to talk about your new single that you got. Romeo and Juliet. Juliet. Yeah, and Romeo. So you flipped it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What made you flip it? Alright, so what made me flip it is because I just wanted, I didn't want it to be too distinct with Romeo and Juliet. Like, I wanted it to still be its own song. Okay. It still is its own song. It just has a little Mm -hmm. influence from the original song, but I don't want everybody to intertwine it with that song. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. And how's it doing? When since you put it's it out, it's actually with, doing with, really well. Doing way better than expected. Streaming wise, it's doing way better. Music video, mm-hmm. great, great reviews. I got a reaction video from a guy by the real DDJ. Okay. And he actually loved the song, fuck with Dope. the hook, and Dope. came out great. So mm-hmm. rolling, just keep rolling. Keep rolling. Mm-hmm. So tell me your influences. Tell me what made you pick up a pen, and what was your influence that had an impact on your life. So, I started rapping seriously, I would say, my freshman year of high school. I was okay. driving, and mm-hmm. I was just freestyling like any kid does. And then I was like, let me get home and just try to write something. So, I made my first song, which was the remix to Nothing On You by Bruno Mars. And okay. it's terrible. <laughs> it's like just the worst <laughs> right. flow you can hear in everything. But you could tell I wanted to do something right. special. So, mm-hmm. I just kept working through high school and stuff and I wasn't taking it seriously mm-hmm. and then recently I went through I say about like six months ago I went through a bad heartbreak you so, did? yeah tell me bad. about that a bad heartbreak as far with so, a girl so I was with uh, she, we're actually back together now so this is my girlfriend now hi Kim <laughs> but, okay um, we went through a bad rough patch and she ended up leaving to go do personal stuff and mm-hmm. it just hit me real back she was my everything like I was really wow. focused in on this girl okay so when she left it was all out of nowhere and mm-hmm. I was just left in the dirt so I actually got down in the dirt depressed and all that and I was like I gotta do something yeah it's like I need something to take my mind off it so I started writing mm-hmm. and then I wrote a song which was my first single that I dropped Broken and it just went crazy from there for real Broken? yeah, yeah my so first so tell me was, about Broken like so, Break Broken Down for me so Broken is like the most like heart song I wrote like I literally put my whole feelings into it like did you cry heart. when you wrote it? yes <laughs> I shed okay. a tear when I wrote it and I shed a tear when I was in the studio um performing it okay um, rehearsing it so right. And it really impacted me. And to this day, every time I hear it, even though we're on good terms, it still gives me that little 
thing, but it brings a smile to my face because mm -hmm. that song was really loved. And that's what like that's what really helped. To see the love that everybody showed yeah. for the song showed me that I could really do this. Mm -hmm. So I just put all my focus on there and then I forgot about the broken and the songs coming, mm -hmm. the girls came, so then I just moved right past it and moved forward. And how did she react to the song broken? She did she but did, did she agree with your sentiments throughout the song? Or yeah. did you did she think you was capping? <laughs> no, nah, she agreed with what I said. We were actually on good terms when the broke up, when the breakup happened, because it wasn't like it was more of like a, she was going through a lot, so she couldn't really handle her stuff mm -hmm. and a relationship. But now okay. she's in a better place where she can handle her stuff and a relationship. relationship. So, and she she likes the song. She doesn't like hearing it because it's like terrible stuff about her. But <laughs> oh, she shit. likes the song. She thinks it's great, and we play it all the time, no matter what she says. So. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Now, how does your bros feel? Because usually when you brown nose a female, you get clowned. Yeah, yeah. So how did your bros feel about you being so, you know, into this woman, all about her, all you care about is your girl? Yeah. What about the bros? Like The bros were upset because we were having a great time. You know, mm -hmm. summer came, so we were having a great time moving forward. But they and were then happy. you went right into cuffing season. Yeah, yeah, we straight into cuffing season. But she, I really feel like she's the one. For real. And my bros supported that because we're mm -hmm. all cool and they just want to see me happy. So as long as I'm happy, they're good. And mm -hmm. they all fuck with the songs. So okay. it turned out great. Right. Good. Good. So does that mean that y'all leading towards marriage? Are you looking for the ring? or? Let's just calm down. <laughs> Let's just take a deep breath. I mean, one day, obviously, but we just got to get there first. You know right. I, mean? I would look for something like that. Like it. Five years. I'm only 21, so I still. You only 21? 21. Yeah, I'm a baby. Wow. Virgo. You could have. You could have fooled me. I didn't think you were 21. Yeah, yeah. I get all older types of ages. 28. Mm -hmm. I got 30 when I first moved here, and I was like 19 at that time. So wow. I get wow. all those. Yeah, I'm a big guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we spoke earlier, and you told me something that really hit you, and was one of your biggest supporters. Do you care to respond upon? suicide and suicide prevention and how that had interrupted your world as well talk about your yeah. friend that supported so you. so my friend james rest in peace jd he um committed suicide in 2000 i believe 17 mm -hmm. and it literally changed my whole world because i had lost plenty of friends i'm from baltimore so right obviously plenty of people have got killed, killed and stuff. And stuff. i lost friends but he was the first friend that i lost that was really like Cool. A, a best friend like all the mm -hmm. friends I lost before were friends but he was like a best friend like known since second grade mm -hmm. we used to go bowling together and stuff his parents right. would come pick me up when I was a kid and I know his whole family he knew my whole family right. and it was crazy because I talked to him the night before mm. and everything was fine like we had the laughing and stuff yeah just geeking he go he went to the University of Maryland. So um, we were actually talking about he was gonna come up here mm -hmm. and come get lit. I was gonna take him to a club. He's gonna get some white girls. I was like, I gotta introduce because he's white. So I gotta introduce you to some black girls. So we right. were just yeah, laughing on the phone and everything. And then the next day, I'm driving and I get a call from um, his mom. Mm -hmm. She said, "We talked to James." I said, "No." Right. It's like you tried calling him because we were trying to reach him because it was mm -hmm. Thanksgiving time. Okay. So he left from uh, the house to go back to school. Mm -hmm. And they called him consecutively. I call him, call him, call him, call him. Mm -hmm. No answer. And then no. we look on a Snapchat and he posted a picture of the sky with a smiley face. Mm -hmm. So then we're calling and calling. I get home, I get in my room, take the bags from the groceries. I get a call from his closest friend. Cause it's like 
his twins and then it's me it's like his closest people so okay. Austin called me and said yo he's gone and I just dropped to the floor and just started bawling just and I got in depression after that I didn't leave my I didn't go to school for two weeks wow. I just laid in the bed mm. I remember after the first week I, I left and got in the car and started driving towards school and I just started crying and turned right around and went back in my bed and just laid in my bed and stuff. But he was, mm-hmm. when I was in high school, a lot of niggas used to talk a lot of shit. Because my music wasn't, it was terrible, I know that. Okay. Niggas used to talk a lot of shit. He was literally the only person who actually listened to it, no matter how bad it was. Right. And just bumped it and listened to it, even though it was terrible. So right. that's why I shout him out on everything. He's always my supporter. And he's like a big part of my drive for yeah. a lot of things. Whenever I'm down and stuff, I just look up and think, think James was here. He would be like, get it together. So I push all my music for him. That's what's up, man. Mm-hmm. What about your family? My family? Because you know a lot of times people say that your friends support you more than your family do. What's yeah. your thoughts on that? No, nah, I, I, so when mm-hmm. my mother was in, my mother was in my life, mm-hmm. but not physically. She lived in New York while I lived in Maryland my whole life. Wow. And I would only see her like two or three times a year, to be honest. Okay. And my dad is my everything like he supported me his name randy too yeah yeah i'm a junior okay and he supported me did everything for me like to this day still does everything for me that he can mm-hmm. and he told me anything i want to do i can do it he said you want to rap i'll go rap i'll help you put money down for studio time i'll pay for the music videos whatever you need mm-hmm. like, since i was a kid he's always been my number one support support system. So my yeah. dad is the greatest, greatest That's dad what's I can up. ask for. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. That's dope. So let's talk a little bit about verses. If y'all niggas been under the rock, Soldier Boy <laughs> and Bow Wow had a verses, and I say Bow Wow one because I just like Bow Wow stage presence, the mm-hmm. way he came. And then he brought out Omarion. <laughs> I didn't see that coming, but when I seen it, I was like, oh shit, Omarion <laughs> from fucking B2K. Like, what the fuck? And then so I just, that, that to me just sealed the deal. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think Soldier Boy is, is definitely one of the GOATs, young GOATs, for the reason that he took the internet by storm. Mm-hmm. He was one of the first rappers that flipped the internet. He was the first rapper to have an iPhone, like he said not too mm-hmm. long ago, that he got an actual iPhone from, <laughs> from fucking uh, Bill Gates. Now, not Bill Gates. I'm saying that wrong. This Steve Jobs, my bad. Rest in peace to Steve Jobs. He's one of my inspirations. But he got an actual iPhone from Steve Jobs. So that is crazy to me. When I heard that story, I was like, wow. So when you look at Soldier Boy, he's done so much. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to presence and performing, I feel like he just be, you know what I mean, just bouncing, just yeah. doing his thing and like. But when Bow Wow do it, he just do it on a different and it's level. Energy there, it's, it's energy. energy. And I felt like mm-hmm. if you look at the, they had a lineup of the songs. Right. I feel like you look at the lineup. First Soldier did the same song three times. Yeah. So that's already like. You're already losing points for that. Right. And then Bow Wow was just doing hit after hit. hit. And just the way he ended it, like, it was like, let me hold you. And then the song with Sierra. Yeah, right. he, just, he knew what he was doing at the end. Like, right. And that's what you always supposed to do. Because yeah. when he, when Soldier Boy started playing all his hits in the middle of the verses, I'm like, bro, you should have said that for the end. Yeah. Like, Crank That should have taken out. Yeah. A hundred percent. Crank Absolutely. That should have been the last song for it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I would definitely give it to Bow Wow. And I listened to both of them the whole mm-hmm. time growing up. 
Oh, you did? Yeah, definitely. Bow Wow was like... So was you going to the Millennial Tour and all that? Was you no. into it? <laughs> no. Oh, no. You're like, I but ain't Bow Wow was actually tour. the reason that I got cornrows in third grade because of the movie Like Mike. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. I can tell you every word for word. Yeah, everything. I can shit. crank out the crank that Soldier Boy dance right now. <laughs> so, for real? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm you know sure. how to do it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do it. Do it right now? <laughs> I don't I mean, got no music, though, bro. I mean, we can't see my feet, though. But you got to get the feet in there. So it's like one, two, mm, mm, mm. So I go oh, oh, going to get you. <laughs> yeah, give it up. Give it up for Andy, man. Give it up for you, bro. Give it up for you. So tell me what you got coming up next. Because now this single is leading to a project. Uh-huh. So, so I, tell me about that. I'm actually trying to drop my first uh, mixtape. Uh, mm -hmm. Hopefully for September. If it's not September, definitely October. Okay. Uh, maybe for September. Uh, titled mm -hmm. Sincerely a Dreadheaded Nigga. So tell me about that title. With with the dreads. Tell me about the your history with the dreads or why you feel like sincerely a dreadheading. Why why the title? So first I feel like mm -hmm. when people see me, that's the first thing they look at. Like first thing I always get, I love your hair. Okay. Hair is so long. Oh the weird dreads, is that all your hair? It's like everything, everything. Mm -hmm. So since everybody sees me as that, I want everybody to see what's behind the dreads. Okay. So that's why I sincerely dread headed me. I like that. Mm -hmm. What you think, Ring? I like that. <laughs> <laughs> One of a kind, and that album's gonna be, it's so, mm -hmm. a lot on there. It's just like so many different types of songs for every type of person. Really? So that we can reach all audiences. Yeah, I'm really. So, what what are you touching on that's gonna make people go, shit, I can't believe you rapped about that? Yeah, so I'm actually talking about um, friendship and mm -hmm. how disloyalty can lead you way into the dirt because I've been around a lot of. Disloyal, disloyal people. Y'all yeah. disloyal motherfuckers. Um, and <laughs> so, I'm really touching on cool. my heart. Like, I'm really, like... Being it. expressive. Yeah, yeah. Really showing feelings and emotion and through all that. And just mm -hmm. showing, like, it's okay for a real nigga to be in his bag. You feel me? That Like, it's cool for niggas to be in their bag. You heard about a female, mm -hmm. everybody goes to it. But, you know, some mm -hmm. niggas, like, having that... That tough. Yeah, that tough threshold. So, right. I'm really showing my emotion and stuff. And then also adding in some drill. So oh, you got like, some drill? Yeah, I got some drill. It's like all times I got drill in the bag. Mm -hmm. And then we even have a sex song, which is like uh, like Chris Brown, Bryce Tiller type song. Really? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, so what do you think your girl going to think about the sex song? I hope she thinks it's great. <laughs> I hope she thinks it's fantastic. Yeah, is it about her? Sure. <laughs> that ain't a bar. He's lying. <laughs> well, tell the people how they can follow you, what you got coming up next, what, how they can follow you on Instagram, social media, give all your information. All right, so you can follow me on IG at randyg.ttm. TTM, talk to me. Mm -hmm. And then you can follow me on Snapchat at randygj17. Also, check out all my music. All my music's on all platforms. SoundCloud, iMusic, Apple Music, Spotify, you name it. Just put in Randy G, I'll pop right up. I'm right there. Well, there you have it, man. It's your boy DJ Bugsy, man. Episode 97, Indie Artist Spotlight. My man, Randy G. Keep it hip-hop. Peace.
shawty yesterday Trying to tell me y'all just friends, who you playing? Let me chill, sit back, take a drink Before I get to swinging No, I ain't crazy But my intuition's kicking in lately Won't have another fuck nigga trying to play me If you know better, you do better Before I get crazy Ooh, ooh, you know that I know you Like the back of my hand Podcast episode 97 and when I tell you I'm excited to bring this brother on Sean Bradley from the Philadelphia Eagles that's that yes sir what it is Jersey man. what up Philly what it is man in Jersey right yeah yeah for sure, for sure. Right. Jersey all because you know Philly and Jersey is always this camaraderie about y'all don't know how to drive and <laughs> I mean I feel like I feel like we went in the same for real right? for to real? be honest with you yeah like okay. Philly drivers and Jersey drivers kind of be reckless for real both of them so yeah yeah. I got time in both parts of this room, so I usually yeah. love the both. Okay. So let's go to the beginning because you started at TU, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, when did the love for football come about? When did it when did it initiate? So mm-hmm. when I started playing, I started playing mm-hmm. uh when I was six. I really started playing football oh, when I was six, yeah. So I've been playing for a minute. Right. Um, you know, I didn't really start I, I played all different sports for when I was younger, but it's always been football was always the consistency. Uh, okay. I met my, I met LeBron yeah. in uh, two thousand six, two thousand seven. Dang. He was playing basketball. He was a basketball player. Okay. And that's kind of where I really started to adapt the love for basketball because I was always around him, mm-hmm. with my mom and him, and I was always going out playing ball. Yeah. So I started liking basketball. I'm like, dang, like this is like everybody get to see me. You feel me? I right. can see my face. Like right. it, I don't gotta work out and mm-hmm. the tenuous of working out with football. That was so much. So I yeah. fell in love with basketball. But you know, football's always once I realized what it was, it was yeah. it was in my DNA. I just 
just ran with it. Yeah, that was it. And then I started, once I got to college, I started loving it because you start mm -hmm. working for it, you start working hard for it, mm -hmm. you start blood, sweat, tears, all that stuff going to it, you start to appreciate it more. So. Mm -hmm. so. And what's some of the things he told you like, that stuck with you, like that inspired you to keep going? Because you know, you get the moments where it's dark, where you don't feel like you want to do the sport no more. Yeah, yeah. So, so what were some of the things he kind of like dropped on you, gems he might have dropped on you? Well, it was, it was two. For I had two instances. So I would say like mm -hmm. my, my, uh, I would say my junior year of high school, okay. I wanted to I wanted to not play football. It wasn't my it might have been my sophomore year, I didn't want to play football. Okay. I'm like, yo, like it's just time where I think like like I wanna just pick a sport. Right. Um, you feel me? I just wanna focus on basketball. It was basketball, I wanted to do basketball, da, da, da. Mm -hmm. You feel me? And him and my, my my dad was you know, he was constantly telling me like, listen, you gotta keep your options open, you feel me? You play basketball, you just keep your options open, just you feel me, you don't wanna just limit yourself to one thing. Yeah. So that was like really the kind of first the first step and then really my freshman year uh, at first camp, mm -hmm. I was in there, man. I was stressing. I was going through a lot, learning okay. the playbook, having right. to adjust to the speed of the game, and really focus on playing football. That's my first time playing just one sport, mm -hmm. and I wanted to quit. I told everybody the story. I called my dad one night, and I was like, "Listen, I don't know if like I, I can do it. For, like, it's a lot going on. It's a lot of focus. It's like I've been in this position, mm -hmm. and you know, of course, and he let me. He let me stop. He kept talking to me, pushing me through it. Yeah, and then I end up just falling in love with the grind and just working. So. Good, man. Yeah. Shout out to your pops, both yeah, of your sure. pops. Both, sure. you know what I mean? Cause, bro, I'm gonna tell you, being this, being in that, being like having joining blending families, and yeah. sometimes that can be difficult, and sometimes it's nah, hard it's for kids to, show. Yeah. you know what I'm saying, yeah. to adjust to that as well. So yeah. that's super dope. I wanted to change gears a little bit because I know you're a big hip hop fan. Yeah. So what I want to know from you, Little Wayne and Fifty Cent. I had this debate not too long ago. Who do you think is the most important to hip hop? So if we delete 50 Cent music and what he did for the game, would it override Lil Wayne? Because me personally, I think Lil Wayne is arguably one of the most influential rappers of all time because he, he influenced Young Thug, Lil Uzi Vert, and I can go on and on. Everybody's his baby. So, yeah. But people's like, but what about 50 Cent? What about G-Unit? What about their run? So I want to know what you think about that. I don't think it had. I think, I think, 50, I think 50 Cent's run was, I, I was 50 Cent fan all day like okay Doc trying to massacre all them drums all all the yeah. tapes mm -hmm. tony jg unit 28 you know lloyd banks all them mice listen all them but i don't know if it had a bigger impact than wayne than wayne yeah that's that's like one person like i don't know if he's <laughs> gonna beat that that's tough yeah you know I mean? so i'm not gonna wayne on there because little all them all them little wayne tapes just every time you give you and they put on for everybody else you know what i mean they made the way for everybody else so what when you you know how players before they start a game who who you got and who you listen to like who's on your playlist that gets you motivated gets you pop when you in the gym when you know you about to play a certain team. Herb. G Herbo, G Herbo yeah, for real. I'm a big G Herbo fan. Okay, so you you like that Chicago drill type yeah, vibe? That's really because that's like I feel like that's really kind of where I grew up in high school in terms of right. So now I'm not mm -hmm. I'm saying like that Chicago drill kind of aired off 2010 to 14. That's mm -hmm. when I was in high school. And that's what right. we listened to. Chief Keef, Herb, Lil Durk. Right. So it was kind of, that's kind of just like, I've always liked that. And Herb stuck with me ever since. So and that's like, that's probably my favorite rapper right now. Besides. Do you consider him a GOAT? Because nah. you know that word is loose, loosely. Nah, they be disrespecting that word too much. I, I don't really. <laughs> GOAT? Nah. 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 So who you consider a GOAT? Jake. When it, J. Cole? Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Okay. That's I would my, say J. Cole of this generation. I would yeah, definitely Jay say. J. Cole this generation for sure. But Jay-Z is your favorite. Yeah, Hove is, Hove is God to me. I think he the greatest. Uh, I mean, I argue with somebody, but I ain't going to. You argue with, with I somebody? I think Hove is the best. I that ever did it? Yeah. Okay. 
I can respect that. You feel me? I got to. I got. That's my guy. You feel me? I can't go wrong. That's my guy. Biggie, Pac, all them. Yeah. Nah, I gotta go. You gotta go, Jay. Though. Gotta go, Jay. I go, Jay. So I want to talk about the Eagles, bro, because I'm now I want to put this disclaimer out there because this is always a thing. You're from Philly. You got to be an Eagles fan. No, the fuck I don't, bro. I don't got to. Just because my mom and pop want to make me in Philly don't mean I got to be an Eagles fan. Now, I love y'all guys. Y'all are beautiful. I get it. But I've always been a 49ers fan right. since Joe Montana and Jerry Rice, respectfully. Mm -hmm. But I want to know from you when y'all this past season, y'all was going through a lot of ups and downs. And a lot of people was putting the blame on Carson Wentz. Mm -hmm. Like, so did you ever say to him, like, yo, bro, keep it going, encouragement? Like, when you see players getting through that and it feels like everybody's jumping on that one player, yeah. it always got to be somebody that's going to tap and say it's yeah. going to be okay. So how was this season for y'all? Well, I would say, in terms of answering the question, like, with Carson Wentz, I, I never said nothing to him directly because, I mean, mm -hmm. me being a rookie, that's yeah. not really my place, you feel me? Like, he done way more than I could even, like, attest to. Okay. But... I also think it's like, dang, what was the second part of your question? <laughs> the second part was, how did you feel about this season? I mean, you've right. been sitting back because you're new right. and you're watching these guys and you're taking pages, I'm sure, yeah. because as a young player, you got to take notes, just like Aaron Rodgers took notes with Brett Favre. Yeah. But I'm just saying, what was your feeling like? Did you feel like it was Carson Wentz's fault that y'all had a bad season? Nah, nah. Or it was a, nah. a collective of things? I would say I would say it was a bit. Yeah, I would say it was a bunch of things. I mean, mm -hmm. You, quarterback is the hardest vision on the field by Absolutely. far, right? Like Facts. if you don't, like your team is only as good as as good as your quarterback, and that's just what it is in the NFL, especially in the NFL. But I, I think it was just a lot. You know, COVID happened. Okay. Um, we didn't get no uh, off season workouts. So once I got drafted, there was no like OTAs. I didn't get the summer off season, like the program mm. spring season. Mm. Uh, we jumped straight to camp. It okay. Was, it was a six week grinding camp. There was no preseason games. Usually you do two weeks in pads and you're off and you, do, you start doing preseason games. Okay. We did six weeks straight full pads. So bodies was hurt, tired. Um, we weren't getting accustomed to the game speed. Mm -hmm. And I'm not making excuses because 4 and 11, it is what it is. Right. I'm just saying, like, it, it was a lot of other factors that played into it. And, I mean, you know, we didn't have the best part. We didn't have the, he, didn't, he didn't play his best at quarterback. But, mm -hmm. you know, it, it happens. Right. It happens. You some, but somebody else got to make up for it. You know saying? So, as, as a whole, we could have said we didn't do good either. But that was a defense. There was right. a lot of places we had errors on and a lot mm -hmm. of teams that scored that should have scored on us. So. Okay. It, went, it was a lot that went into it, for sure. Cool. But we all, I will say that we all did try to encourage, we, like, as a team, mm -hmm. no one no one looked into the media and seen, like, oh, it was Carson's fault, it's, Car it's this and that. We never really focused on that. It was kind of always positive. Mm -hmm. We just kept moving forward with it, mm -hmm. for sure. All right. So you have a camp this Saturday, first annual. Tell the people about that. My Actually, my nephew signed up for it, and my son is going to be a company. And I'm also going to get some footage. But yeah. tell the people about the camp and how that came about. Yeah, so um, mm -hmm. it's July 10th this Saturday. Uh, right. We got two sessions, you know, the younger kids in the morning, older kids in the afternoon. It's basically really just like for the community, mm -hmm. uh, anybody else that want to come, but it's just a good day. We just trying to have a good day, you know, get our kids out there, family, mm -hmm. friends, right. uh, whoever wants to come, there's going to be food out there. You mm -hmm. know, just a good time, be around everybody in the community, get back, see mm -hmm. everybody's face, right. and just give kids a, you know, a chance to come play, learn mm -hmm. some knowledge. I got some players from, that I play with at Temple that are in the league now that's going to be there. So. It's going to be a good day for sure. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Now, what I want to ask you, do you like what upper management did in the offseason, how they made those changes for the Eagles? Like, was you paying attention to that as as, as time was going on? Yeah, I mean, I was I was definitely, like, clued into it. Okay. I, was, I, w I wouldn't say, like, um, I was focused solely on it because, like, mm -hmm. um, 
I always live by like, regardless of who in here, mm-hmm. like you still, we still gotta compete, right? right. So at Absolutely. the end of the day, like you still gotta see me out there mm-hmm. to take what, you, what I got, what I'm gonna have, whatever. So I never look into that, but I, I did, once once they was established of who our coaches were and who was coming in the building, I did do some research to find mm-hmm. out about them. You feel me? I know some players that played the Colts, right. talk to them and stuff like that. But it's really all about how how your interactions are with them. So I, it was all for me. It was like, well, mm-hmm. I'm gonna find out when I when I have a conversation with them when they look me dead in my face. You feel me? See how they yeah. uh, assess me and all that. Mm-hmm. So that, that's really what it was. But I mean, from what I'm looking at now, they did a great job. Coach okay. staff, uh, Nick Sirianni, great mm-hmm. head coach. Okay. Defensive staff, awesome. Okay. I'm excited. Dope. So what's your goal for the season? Because I know every season as a player, you got to kind of like have something that you're chasing as individual goal, something that not so much the team, but you yourself personally. Do you have something that you're chasing for this season to to make up? You know how you go from season to season, you might have a certain goal that you're trying to reach? Yeah, I mean, as Mm -hmm. a team, I want to win. Okay. I think my biggest goal, I've always been that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I never really, like, accolades has always been second to me, but I want to win for sure because that 4 and 11 – and it wasn't even like, you know, I wasn't an Eagles fan either when I grew up. I was a Chargers fan. Oh, and wow. Four, and at 4-11, it was, it was bad. Shout but out to LaDainian Thomas. Right. That's my guy. <laughs> okay. Shout out to LaDainian Thomas. That's my favorite player when I grew up. Oh, wow. But right. it wasn't even like we were 4-11. It was just, it was like the it was like the fans just was like brutal. And it was like, I don't want to go through that no more. I just felt, I just felt Philly fans. Right. Rough. You feel me? Like, we lost the game. I'm feeling terrible after the game. Like, wow. And I yeah. even played like three plays. You feel me? So, <laughs> so it, it, was, it, was, it, it was crazy. But, um. Yeah, man. I just want to win for sure. And second mm-hmm. of all, um, yeah, I just want to try put every running back I can mm-hmm. in the hospital or something. <laughs> Yo, man. Yeah, sure, Yo, so you want <laughs> you trying to knock these niggas out the box? Nah, no, we're done. <laughs> that's true. Finish the handle. Yo, man, that's wild. Now, I, what I want to ask you too, man. Cause I don't, I don't think you was the actual Eagles during this time. But when Colin Kaepernick took the knee, what was your thoughts, your feelings on that? Cause I would have knee with him. Okay. I did it this year. I mean, I need every game. I didn't oh, stand. Wow. For, I didn't stand one time for the game. Okay. Um, people yeah. had what they had to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. it's either you gonna stand for what you stand for, or you not, and you right. can't be a sometimes person. That's how I was. I felt like, you know, at that time, especially with all the things we were going through last year. Mm-hmm. There just wasn't enough being said about it. And I mean, that was my little part. Like, I'm not really a vocal guy, so I'm going to go out there and protest and stuff because I don't mm-hmm. really have the knowledge behind all of that. Yeah. But um, that was something I knew that, you feel me, I felt like that was right. So yeah. I did it. I did every game. I would have did it with him, too. So I, I think the league's doing a good job of getting more accustomed to it and, and then okay. accommodating players when it's stuck when they don't do things like that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I thought it was cool. But do you think sometimes players like to protect their brains or protect their pocket? In order not to kind of like speak upon yeah. racial inequality, absolutely. But absolutely. you're totally against that. So if you was to lose a bag, you still going on the knee. Now, great question. <laughs> That's a good question though, because right. yeah. because I don't know if I'm mm-hmm. like I'm not in a position now like where if I said something like I don't know they wouldn't scrutinize me as much as they would like. Uh, or scrutinize. I don't know if that's the right word, but if they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't mm-hmm. be on me as much as they would if it was like if it was like a bigger name player that right. said something. Like they would be on yeah. him more because he's got more attention, more fans, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But if I had, I'm not sure if I if I was in that position, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's worth it. Like I I, I think like and okay. honestly, because you way, have a family, yeah, I have mm-hmm. a family, and I feel like my 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 main focus would be on them, getting them better, uh, right. focusing on them, have helping them out, helping mm-hmm. them have a better education further their life and all the other stuff so yeah. I wouldn't really be focused I mean helping other people like that's that's something I want to do but like originally like it's got to be like you got to focus on your family first so I wouldn't want to risk money 
just for something like that. You know? Yeah, but I, I would take. I was. I mean, knees. I would probably still do. But coming out and mm-hmm. being more fully vocal. vocal about it, like yeah, like how Calvin Copper, he really took a complete stand, lost his career for it. Right. Like and that and that was big. I mean, I think it takes a lot to do that. But like, I don't, I don't know. It would it would have been a decision I would have to would, think about. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't have yeah. just went out there and like, yeah, I'm just gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. totally understand. So I want to ask you before I, want, I got another hip hop question, but before we get there, I do want to talk about top five quarterbacks of all time. Your top five. Okay, hold on. Give me two. Give me one second. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, one. Okay, I respect that, but I don't agree. But I respect it. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna say no quarterbacks that I haven't seen play. So right, I'm gonna say. Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. I respect that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, Mike Vick. Mm. I like that. <laughs> and I, I like to say Lamar Jackson, <laughs> but it was just hurtful. <laughs> well, listen, He's my number one is Joe Montana. I and I, yeah, and, and the reason why I could never I'm I'm not hating on Tom Brady respect everything he did but he was a cheater three times so for me I could never put someone number one that did was you a believe cheater it? you believe that absolutely the spy gate against the Eagles in 2005 absolutely I believe it all right so you and then he hit his phone with the with the with the other shit saying so, he's not credible for the no, he not. And then they came up a whole rule when he beat the Raiders. Nip tuck. Where? How do you come up with a rule for a player? Let me ask you this though. All right, I'm listening. What about last year? Last year, yeah, he won. He did his thing. <laughs> 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 you yeah, I mean, yo, I'm bro. Saying, I'm talking about the I, last two though. He went back to back. But listen, I respect it. <laughs> but his whole career has, and then he lost to Eli twice. Yeah, he did. He did. And he lost the foes. A he fucking did. backup, bro. He the like, only person I know was seven. Yeah, I get it. I get it, bro. But listen, as long as that cheating on your joint, I can't make I you be the that. goat. That's that. just me, bro. I, I respect that. everybody. But I just feel like in the sports world, he is like the poster child for the NFL. It's like he can't do no wrong. So one and pick. when he do something wrong, they tuck it under the rug. One That's pick just, in the draft. You got one pick. You start your franchise. Joe Montana. You going Joe Montana? Absolutely. Without question. Because Joe Montana is 4-0. He never lost a Super Bowl. He forgot four chips? Yes, he do. You think he beat Tom Brady? Yes, I do. With the right team? Yes, I do. If he had, if if you give Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Ronnie Lott, they beat and the, the niggas, yes, and they beat, absolutely. Without question. Without question. And give him that same fucking coach, Bill Walsh? Are you crazy? It's the nigga that came one. up with that West Coast shit? Come on, bro. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't we ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. <laughs> we ain't doing that. That defense is, Yeah, I know, I know. But listen, you got to understand, Joe Montana faced the 85 Bears. They had fucking Singletary, William Perry, the refrigerator, bro. Yeah, they did. Did, they did, too, did Tom Brady ever face a defense like that? That's yeah. all I be saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He never, who? The Bucks. You know what they did? They got. No, I'm saying, who did, no, I'm saying, Tom Brady, what defense did he really face like that? That's like real that potent, was, like the '85 Bears. He didn't, bro. This nigga been getting getting I don't swept. Really know we're on '85 Bears, I ain't gonna lie to you. I, you ain't going, yeah. bro. Them niggas are different. Yeah, Joe Montana beat them niggas. He beat them. Yeah, I 
That's what so it is. This nigga got look. This Joe Montana got got hit. Crack red, take this ass up. That nigga came right back out and won a fucking game. Let me see Tom Brady do shit like that. Because Tom Brady don't get hit, bro. Oh, I see what it is. You don't like Tom Brady. I don't know. It's not that I don't like him. But he don't get hit, bro. His old line is always the shit. His old line is always the shit, bro. He always got the dopest O line, bro. Come on, you know it. He do. You know it. He do got always good line, though. He do. He do. He know, and Joe don't. And so that's what it is. But, you know, salute to Tom. Tom Tom the man. I'm not. 7 before. 7. Yeah, listen. 7 do before. It do. But I'm still rolling with Joe. (laughs) I'm still rolling with my Jay and Joe. But, um,. Before we go, man, I do want to talk about, since you said Jay-Z is the GOAT. Yeah. And uh, it's a lot of conversation that been had about Drake. Yeah. So a lot of people say, well, if that shit with the Ghostwriters would have never came out, could Drake supersede Jay-Z? What's your thoughts on that? Because a lot of people say if the Ghostwriters shit didn't came out and the shit that Drake has done in this 10-year span outbeats Jay. What's your thoughts on that? It's close. No I, I, I mean, the ghostwriter or not, I mean, you can't take away from Drake. Okay. I don't think so. I just think, like, maybe I'm biased. I don't know. Drizzy just been, like, he, <laughs> he nonstop, though. Like, what do you want from Like, he just, I mean, he just don't stop. Like, right, Drake. yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I guess I really would say, like, mm-hmm. honestly, it's really opinionated, man. It, it's really strongly, and I feel the same way. It's, it's just like basketball for me. Like, when people are arguing about LeBron, Kobe, and Kobe. Michael Jordan being the GOAT, it's like the GOAT of each generation. Right, right. Whatever you grow up watching is your GOAT. You're not going to really tell somebody to watch Michael Jordan that it's not the GOAT when that's why he brought you. feel me? So, mm-hmm. that's how I am. Like, I just always like Jay-Z. He's always been the GOAT to me. So, like, yeah. I ain't going to be like, nah, Drake, Drake probably, nah, I don't know if I can see that. He got, <laughs> you can't say it on camera. I can't. I just can't. You might get say it with your bros. Right. I might right. be up like maybe, but it's just like mm-hmm. you seen? Like look what he's doing. Right. Like Rockefeller and all he got all these mm-hmm. artists. Like he's Yeah, it's dope, man. He's goat. Like yeah, I want somebody right. I want to meet. That's probably really why I'm saying it. Like Okay. Like, Out of all the rappers, he the one. Yeah, yeah, I would love to meet him. Oh for sure. Now, do you take some of his business acumen and channel it into your own? Because you know players, after they kind of like go through their career, they got to figure out what's next. Like Kobe yeah. had to figure out what was next. Yeah. Do you take some of that? Like, you know, I want to own this. I want to do this after football. Because it is life after football. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my whole thing was I always wanted to coach. Like, okay. I always felt like that's where I was probably going to go after. Um, like, after I was done football, I like helping people. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. being around the game. Honestly. Okay. I've always, but really helping people, I've always been like that. Like, I've always been like, Mm-hmm. Wanting to coach and just talking to people about stuff that I know and right. things like that. So that's probably where I'm gonna go. But mm-hmm. I mean, like, I mean the way he like, like runs his businesses and he got yeah. he got investments here and he got mm-hmm. companies here yeah. and things like that. Like, I mean, yeah, that's something I idolize for sure. So yeah. that's something I want to get into. But that, I mean, LeBron is in business and my right. stepdad and all that yeah. all day. So you know, so they gonna school you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's all around. Right. Right. For sure. Well, so before we go, tell the people about the camp once again and what you, like I said, what your plans is for this season moving up, what you think your team going to do, bro. I know y'all going to play Dallas twice, so I'll definitely want y'all to be dating that ass twice because I never liked Dallas. Yeah, so. I ain't never liked the Cowgirls. Yeah, me neither. Um, yeah, so July 10th, you feel me, this Saturday, uh-huh. um, 9-11, 11-1, mm-hmm. um, pull up. Right. Hang out, you know. If you don't bring your kids, just come hang out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, and it's gonna be every year moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna try to definitely do this every year. For yeah. Sure. Right. Sure. Um, yeah. Other than that, um, uh-huh. it's time to get active. That's right. So next time you see me. <laughs> <laughs>
Yo, man, this was dope. It's your boy DJ Buzzy, Do For Hip Hop Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Do For Hip Hop Pod. See us on the next episode. This is episode 97. Shout out to my bro, Kareem, Mr. Tyler Perry himself. Peace.